Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. For the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering. Your advantage. Oh, welcome to Off the Bench. We're just having a bit of a laugh about Nick Politis. We'll get that <laughs> real soon in Off the Bench. Scotty Sattler, welcome. G'day, Jace. Also, listeners, and uh, one more weekend off before we all get stuck into the rugby league again. AFL not far around the, around the corner as well, but mm. so exciting that uh, Thursday night we're going to see um, the first... Well, the reinstatement of the NRL and uh, kickoff between the Broncos and Parramatta. I, I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. I, I just can't wait for this week. Yep. Also, you touched on this a few weeks ago and you convinced me. Can, sorry, I also want to tell the listeners, the whinging and the whining you can hear in the background is Sats brings his dog to work down. Now it's barking. This is a professional broadcast outfit. I've had that dog under the desk licking my toes. Not saying I didn't like it. Yeah, no. you were licking your lips while I was having you there. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But, uh, you shut your dog up, mate. Please. I will. Yeah. His name's Frank. Frank, be quiet. Frank. Um, but uh, you said touched on it a few weeks ago. Now the advertising will start. Yes. The amping up of the yeah. competition. I can't yeah. wait for I that. I still haven't seen an ad yet. I haven't seen I've an seen, ad. I've seen a couple on Fox, but uh, only very, very short ones, 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. Actually, Sats, you, you talk about this the last weekend before the uh, footy is back. That means last weekend to get uh, those renovations done and make the laundry this week at our house is a hassle. Should have done it all through Beaumont's, booked it all online. In fact, you can book a free online consultation with our mates at Beaumont's. This guy doing our laundry. Really? Yeah. You're doing your head in? Three-day job. Three-day three day job is now, I need to come back Saturday, so it's now six days. And mate, there's only so many times you can turn your undies inside out. <laughs> I can tell you that. So I do apologise. It's not the dog today. It's actually me. But listen, uh, last weekend to get all those last odd jobs done around and our friends at Beaumont Tiles will come on board. And I wish I had ended this competition. They're giving away two bathroom makeovers valued at 10000 bucks because now the missus wants to do the bathrooms. Can I tell you how what? much how much of a... Uh, an increase in your asking price or the offers you get if you redo your bathroom. Now, my house is on the market at the moment. Which one? It's been on a week. Don't be like that. It's been on a week and we redid our bathroom before we put it yep. online and, and put it on the market. Got an offer within seven days. Yeah. See, if I walked into Scott Sattler's house, hmm. I'd want the carpets replaced. <laughs> I'd, want, I'd want the walls repainted and scrubbed and, of course, the bathroom. That would be the least I'd want done. In fact, I'd want one of those, what is it, the, uh, the scientific cleans they come in after a murder. <laughs> That's what, Luminol testing. No, I don't want that. I don't want to see what's there. Now, all you have to do is go to iCanWin.com.au, upload a pic of your ugly bathroom that needs a makeover, and tell us what your Beaumont's style is. This is a great prize. Thank you, Beaumont's, for this. Uh, choose Beaumont's. They're here to help you get your rando done online or in store. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Yeah, look, there's, gee, there's been some stuff going on, hasn't there, Sats, with uh, the NRL this week? And How does Peter Volandi sleep? And 
can I also say, Jace, not just Peter Volandis, but we keep forgetting that Wayne Pearce and his Project Apollo yes. steering committee, they've been outstanding. And uh, I think Peter Volandis has been getting a lot of the recognition, which he should because he's the, the captain of the ship, but he's had a lot of really good soldiers underneath him as well. And I don't know how they sleep at night knowing that every day there is a new battle that they've got to try and confront. And yeah. this week's been no different. Yeah, well, he was um, he was on a round table. I think it was organised by News Limited where he made the stunning claim that the NRL should have never shut down despite revealing the game nearly lost uh, six clubs during the COVID-19 crisis. This is what he had to say. Yeah, look, I absolutely did. Um, As I said earlier, if I hadn't the time again, I wouldn't have stopped the game. I was, you know, I don't think we were any implemented the biosecurity measures we have in place now. Uh, Look, there was the challenges in relation to the, the closure of the borders, but I think we could have got around all that. So if there was one regret, maybe we acted too quickly and maybe we should have waited another week to see the the infection rates. I think what spooked us the most in New South Wales was the Ruby Princess where 3,500 or 4,000 people got off the boat um, not knowing if they're infected or not infected. And that's probably scared me more than anything else. And that's why I think that we had no option at the time. But hindsight's a very valuable, uh, you know, great thing to have. And if we if I had my time again... Uh, as long as the government's allowed it, we would not have stopped. And he would have been making those decisions based on hindsight. But from yeah. all reports behind closed doors, uh, he was outvoted, even, even though his vote um, is quite significant, that he had always said that, listen, he's confident that if we can have the right processes in place, taking the right advice from the right people, we can continue what we did through round two, which was chartered flights mm. and, of course, um no fans at games, uh, limited amount of personnel and players at any ground at any given time, um, and we can get through for another couple of weeks. So he is saying that in hindsight, but we, but I do know for a fact that he was behind closed doors. He was all for continuing, but they erred on the side of caution. And that's because the medical advice they were getting internally. This is, this is not from the government, but mm. internally yep. at the time was wrong. Initially it was wrong. Yeah. They then engaged a second pandemic expert yeah, yeah. and that's the reason why round two went ahead and then um of right. course shut down after round two yep right uh and good point about the ruby princess in fact the country would be in a lot better shape you could imagine uh, uh you know with cases and also deaths at this stage hey the draw came out yesterday and this is what andrew abdo had to say at his press conference 18 weeks of uninterrupted football um, something we haven't done before. We've also announced the State of Origin schedule in November. Four Origin games in three weeks. We haven't done that in 40 years. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of people have worked really hard to get to this point. Um, and I want to just take a moment to acknowledge them. Uh, first and foremost, the leadership of our commission and our chairman, Peter Volandis, driving us towards the May 28 date. I want to thank and acknowledge the work that the clubs and particularly the sacrifices that the clubs and players have made in preparing to resume the season. Uh, Federal and state governments and of course our sponsors and our partners have stuck with us, Um, particularly our broadcast partners have worked with us in record time to deliver uh, the draw in just a couple of days. Um, And uh, of course our fans who've waited patiently for this uh, and now in a week's time will get to watch their team compete for the Norman for the uh, Province Summers Trophy, which is an incredibly exciting uh, time in our history. Yeah, well spoken by Andrew Abdo there uh, yesterday, or on Friday, I should say, and you don't hear 
you don't hear oh, – sorry, Thursday, I should say. I'll get my days right shortly. Um, you don't hear a lot from him, which is interesting. Uh, they put out the draw and then then all the fireworks came. First of all, Ricky uh, Stewart, the Canberra Raiders coach, blowing up the Lux at Channel 9. Um, they had uh, a set amount of games. Obviously, everything's changed. It's a different world. Now he's got 50% less. Mm. And I think, I think Canberra have got a case for this because – they were the grand finalists last year. They're 2-0 and to start the season off. Uh, and sure, their ratings when they play other teams, say two Sydney teams playing, the TV ratings in Sydney are going to be big. But, geez, it's still good quality games. And if I'm not supporting any of those sides, I'll sit down and watch two quality teams versus two Sydney teams anytime. So if you compare Canberra to Newcastle, much the same sort of region, yes. Newcastle have got more free-to-air TV games. I can't work that out. Well, the reason being is because Newcastle, one, are travelling equally as what is good as Canberra. They've both got uh, no defeats in the first two rounds. Newcastle probably arguably... Um, has a greater rugby league overall landscape. I disagree with that. No, mate, that southern area of New South Wales is huge. Newcastle has always been the lifeblood of rugby league for many, many years. Yeah, but so so are areas like Wagga, Goulburn, all those areas around Canberra, mate. Places like Wagga, you're also really competing with a heavy AFL uh, landscape as well, where rugby league is. Is basically is like another religion in Newcastle. But in saying that, Jace, I agree with you in the sense that, and this is no disrespect to Newcastle because I think Adam O'Brien is building a tremendous rugby yeah, league team sure there. It's still got a lot to more to achieve, but I think he will achieve success. But if you had to weigh them both up at the moment from a viewing point of view, I love the way the way I love the way Canberra play. Mm. They're open. They're entertaining. They're passionate. They've got a forward like Josh Papali who just basically maims and tries to kill anyone <laughs> that gets in front of him. But he's so entertaining with the ball in hand. Yeah, you know, you've got Curtis Scott that's gone from Melbourne. A, you know, an out classy outside back. You have got Jordan Rapiner who's gone back there as well. So from an excitement entertainment point of view, and Ricky's passion for the game. You know, the it, vision of him on the sideline. It's always is, a theatre. So it, it does disappoint me from a viewing point of view that. Canberra have less free-to-air TV games because they are so entertaining. I I can't explain it, and Ricky's got every reason to blow up. I, I still don't understand why we put out a draw and allocate the the rest of the season on the days that they are. Once upon a time, they yes. used to release it in you know, six or eight-week blocks, and that was depending on where teams were sitting, uh, how entertaining they were, and um, there is a... There is a quota that you have to fill in relation to giving access to teams mm. on free-to-air TV, and they all have to have you know, at least one or two games on free-to-air TV. We understand that, but I still don't understand why, from a viewing point of view, why we have to allocate the whole season on the days they are all the way up to the, the final round of the season. Look, I don't, I don't want to bag the NRL or Nine or anything here. I'm just happy football's back. I'm a bit like you. I just want to watch – I just want everyone to see – the best teams play every weekend, and that to a mass audience. And this does cut that off. But uh, the people's team, South Sydney, they're getting more games. Good to see that happening, the Mighty Bunnies. Well, another thing also from a broadcaster's point of view, it is cheaper to keep all the equipment, the trucks and everything, all the teams of course. locally in CBD. To get it to Newcastle, yeah. not that tough. To go to Canberra, to go to Townsville. Oh, come on, mate. Horrible. It's t- Two and a half hours from Sydney to Canberra, two hours from it's Sydney to three Newcastle. Hours. Oh, it is not the way I drive. No, listen, <laughs> but from a broadcasting and from an expenditure point of view, it's easy to keep 
on location to keep all your equipment on location in the CBD of Sydney. So that's why a lot of the Sydney teams but they've got, get all the games. Mate, that's rubbish. I'm sorry. It's, I respect you to – it's not Channel rubbish because that's, that's own that, win. That's reality. Channel Nine own the broadcast. Yeah, but yeah, but you've got to you've got to transport all the equipment. Even though they own NBN and win all these, you've still got to transport all the equipment, and it, it is a huge operation, a massive operation. That's why you very rarely ever see a a, a Cowboys Friday night game. Because, that's because of the crowds, though, mate. No, but no, but also it's because it is so expensive to move and transport everything up there. Trucks, all the gear, all the lining, yeah. all the staffing, everything. Yeah, but it's also the fans. They like The fans want the, the Saturday night games because they come into town and then they yeah, you know, get, stay, stay the night that. and all that but, sort of stuff. But well. free-to-air TV means We're not going to agree on this. commercially yeah. it means a lot more money to free-to-air. Oh, I know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand that. And that's that. why and that's the why, don't get a lot. And that's why we're going to be sick of seeing Suncorp and Bankwest Stadium. Because the Broncos are playing, what, eight? It's incredible the amount of, I think, 14 Thursday or Friday night games or something, something like that. It's incredible. But again, but back you to go the to win. Brisbane, I understand. I get that. The biggest numbers watching the yeah, screen. No, I get that. I get that. Uh, but Parramatta, Parramatta, the Golden Head uh, boys of the uh, NRL. Well, they're, they're the ones that have won in the draw as well, haven't and they? And South, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So they'll get five straight games at Bankwest Stadium. Um, where some of them aren't a home game as per the schedule, but because they're the stadiums that have been allocated, one being Bankwest, they'll get four, five straight games. They don't play they don't play Roosters or the Raiders or the Storm, I think, no. from memory. They don't play them twice. They play Titans twice. Yeah. They play North Queensland twice. So Cronulla, I think. You don't it? mind yeah. playing the good teams twice because you've got yeah. to beat them to get into the finals and, and be able to play at that finals level. But it's when you play them in the season. There's sometimes you don't want to play those those top four teams as you're leading into a final because I feel as though sometimes it can be a real shot to your ego. By the way, can I just go back to the Canberra argument? Don't Mm -hmm. forget they're playing at Campbelltown in Sydney. Yeah. So they're only an hour from the Channel 9 studios as opposed to two hours up the highway. And a lot of teams playing out of Campbelltown in the first seven rounds are coming back. Because we actually don't know... It's all about appeal, mate. We don't, we don't know after round nine, do we? We don't know yet. We don't mm. know. Um, Nick Politis has banned the word draw around the Roosters. I did see on Twitter uh, the former legend who is a friend of ours who comes on the show. He said perhaps there's a couple of other words they should have banned. Uh, they're not allowed to mention also at the Roosters, What's and that, that is salary and cap. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're the former legend's words, yeah, not, not, ours. not mine. Not okay? Mate, they're not happy with it, are they? And I think they'll struggle to make the GF this year. They'll they'll struggle to go deep in the finals. Zero and two. They've got a tough no, tough draw. They'll make the finals. They'll leap it. They'll they'll, they'll crawl in. I reckon they'll make the finals. Um, yes, they've dropped two four. games. The, the good teams. Yeah, I think they'll be thereabouts. And but I think obviously it goes without saying that they are not going to be the same team as the last two years, especially last year. They got no Cooper Cronk. Who was so valuable to them? He's a big loss. So valuable yeah. to them, and you bring in Kyle Flanagan, who's a tremendous player, a very good player, but still really finding, still really finding his feet. Yeah, when he controls a team, uh, and you've also lost Latrell Mitchell. Now, whether you like or dislike Latrell Mitchell as a player, it's beside the point because if you're the Roosters, and I've said this on a number of occasions, you've got to try and find a minimum of around 14 points a game when you've got Latrell Mitchell in your side. That, that Apart from the amount of points that he scores from tries 
or is goal kicking, it's also the line breaks. It's also the try assist. You've got to be able to yeah. come up with that somewhere else. So the Roosters will struggle, um, I think, more so than the last two years because of those losses. But this is a team, they know how to, they know how to track their run into the finals. He's been a master at it, Trent Robinson. And I think they'll, I think they'll make the four. But they won't be as convincing, I believe, in 2020. Okay. Uh, James Roberts out of rehab and doesn't need to go into ISO, but will need a COVID test. Yeah, so that's only just come out overnight, hasn't yeah, it? It's good news. We spoke about this last night, yourself, me and uh, Gary Belcher. There was a belief that he would have to go into isolation coming out of rehabilitation because he hasn't been in that NRL environment and part of that protocol. Um, but yeah, the COVID tests hopefully will just clear him and he'll be able to go um, – Back to normal training and um, under the normal protocols that every other player is. Um, GI signing with Warrington during the week. That's that, huge news during the week. It is massive, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah, it is massive. And there's been a lot of people that have been firing shots from the uh, bell tower um, about the whole salary cap scenario at South. You know, get over it. He he retired because of his own bat. He wasn't forced into retirement. He wasn't able to do the things that he naturally could do in the past. He didn't have the love for the for the game that he used to have previously as well. So um, he retired and he wasn't going to earn the same money that he was going to be earning off the field. So he's going to go to Warrington in the UK Super League, who has taken on a lot of Australian players in the past. Currently they've got Blake Austin, they've got Gareth Widdop as well. They'll have a tremendous side. And he feels as though that the, the flame has been relit in his body. He And being around the players, I think, Jace, he's been in and around the players, part of the coaching and development staff for mm. the for the last six to seven months since retiring. And when you're seeing them and the camaraderie, I think he's missing the camaraderie because even though he's still there and he's a legend and everyone looks up to him, you're still not part of that yeah, right. playing group. And I think that's what he misses. Yeah. Uh, interesting too that he was considering playing for Maxville, uh, his junior team, which I believe is in New South Wales, isn't it? Maxville? It's in Maxville New, is, yeah, it it's is. in New South Wales. Yeah, it is. Oh, so it's, again, why did he play for Queensland again? Then? Because we, he went to school in Queensland. And, and but he played his junior footy. No, no, first it it's not junior footy. Representative footy in No, Maxville. no, no. It's where you f- when, his elibig- when the eligibility rules, when he... Which were changed to suit Queensland. No, no, no. It was where you played your first senior game, which is classes under 17s. He's a Maxville junior. And yeah. And playing for Queensland. And then he went to school in... At Wavell in Brisbane. That's right, mate. You got your way. McCulloch joins Newcastle. Left the Broncos last night. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, the the release was uh, automatically given to um, and it, it leaving immediately. Also, Andrew McCulloch, both he and his his wife and family, and uh, that's of course Jaden Braley from Newcastle. He's done his ACL. He's only signed for one year, McCulloch, and uh, he'll be a good foil for Mitch Pearce. This will be his last year, do you think? He's only, yeah. th- he's only 30. He's played 260 games. Played a though. lot of games. Yeah. A lot of games in a really tough position. Dalby boy, yeah, country boy. He'll um. If he goes well this year, he'll get a start at another club. But, yeah, he may be a player that will go to the UK Super League. And if the refs go on strike or they can't sort out what's going on, Bill Harrigan's put his hand up. He's 59. He wants to make a comeback. Still looks Hollywood. fit. I tell you what, he'd keep up with them all. And my biggest problem with Hollywood Harrigan doing it is that he'd be doing it for him. Is he really doing it for the good of the game? He's doing it for the good of the game. I'd love to see him out there. He- him, Luke Phillips, Tony Maxud, Tony Archer. I want to see them all back. Can we dig the grasshopper up? <laughs> bring... You can't say that. What? You can't? Well, he's passed away. I know. And he should have been knighted. Oh, please. He should have been knighted. What was that story? That was that, what was that legendary so out story? Out of the nine games that he refereed in State of Origin, <laughs> Queensland won 
seven of them. Yeah. And when someone said to him, Wally, wasn't it? Wasn't it Wally during a game? Go, oh come on! No, someone said to him once. Um, yeah, did you know that every time you refereed State of Origin, New South Wales only won two of them, and Queensland won seven. He goes, well, can't be perfect. <laughs> what about Wally on the run during a game? Says, oh come on, mate, what'd you give him a penalty for? And he goes, well, I've just, I've just given us the last seven. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. No wonder. He's the a great Australian. He is. Barry Gomerson. All right, there you go. That's our news of the week. Thank you for that. Uh, more off the bench to come after this. The best catechum and parts and service. Hastings Deering, your advantage. You're listening to Off the Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service. Hastings Deering, your advantage. We're back. This is Off the Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service. Hastings Deering, your advantage. Hot Topic Time on Off the Bench. Get connected with Southern Phone. Amazing new mobile SIM deals are available now from Southern Phone. Yeah, welcome back to Off the Bench and thanks to our great supporters, Southern Phone. Our hot topic today is around some revelations from Peter Volandis mm. that um, the competition could have shrunk to 10 teams, Sats. Yeah, it's pretty frightening, isn't it? But it would have been music to some ex-players, uh, media, commentators' ears mm. because um, some think that we should have a a smaller competition, Jay. Some believe it should be a 12. Andrew Johns is a is a, a huge flag bearer of this. He believes the competition should be as low as 12 teams. And like the Super League days where you got the best of the best all yeah. crammed into 12 teams and whoever's not good enough to make it, well, unfortunately, they either play second tier or we come up with another, some sort of other conference or they go to the UK Super League. Now, I don't like that idea because we lose too many good players. But, um, yeah, to be revealed overnight that six clubs are in danger of going broke um, and being lost to the game at the height of the the coronavirus pandemic is is quite frightening because yeah. of financial position. So, um, but th- that would never happen because it wouldn't suit the broadcasters, right? Well, as we know, it, the broadcasters' contract was already that was already broken in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, but still, but you, you wouldn't be getting two billion dollars. No, you wouldn't be. No, no, you'd be getting. You'd be getting. You'd still be getting a content. And but you would be paying for the for the teams that would be available, and half of that for seven years. Absolutely, yeah. uh, I don't think it would ever happen. But it, it was it's scary to think that it could have happened, and it makes a lot of sense now, Jace, when Peter Volandis is saying, and we just we mentioned earlier, we talked about earlier about how Peter Volandis said we don't think the competition should have been stopped. It could have probably kept going for another week or two more and then tried to play out what was in front of us, what barriers were going to be put in front of us, what protocols do we need to put in place to continue the competition with no fans, chartered flights, leaving on the day of yep. and returning on the day Shouldn't of. Shouldn't have stopped at all, mate. So we're saying that now and Peter Volandis is saying that we could have kept going and, and there's a with reason. government approval. Well, yeah, there's a reason behind that also because when you hear that there's possibly six clubs that, that could have gone broke and lost to the game or been forced to merge or whatever it may be, that comes from a financial position, the importance to keep going. You know, that's, that means that Peter Volandis believes that the 16 teams that we currently have in the NRL are so important that he doesn't want to lose any of them for whatever for whatever circumstances it is. He wants to keep the 16 teams. He wants to grow the competition and that's why it was important to keep the competition going as soon as possible so that we can keep 16 teams. Right. What, who are the six teams, did he say? 
No, he didn't say. All right. Who do you reckon? Mm, okay. Cronulla? Um, Cronulla's one. Well, many are saying Cronulla, no, because you have, you know, they've signed these, this redevelopment contract. Okay, um, so they're out. No, no, I, I think Cronulla would still be in the firing line. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. right. I think that uh, Manly would be in the firing line. Yep, yep. I would think uh, the West Tigers possibly in the firing yep, line. Yep, um, The Gold Coast Titans definitely yes, in the yeah, firing definitely, line. Definitely, yep. Um, St. George Illawarra, not quite really? sure where they're placed financially. Um, what about the Bulldogs? Well, no, because the Bulldogs over the years have, have spent the most out of a lot of the clubs on their football operations coming from their very wealthy Leagues Club grants. So, um, yeah, Penrith over the years were – they were behind the eight ball, but they've come out the other side as well. So um, Six teams. I know. Raiders be okay? Raiders would be okay. Melbourne would be okay. The Rabbitohs would be okay. The Roosters, Roosters would be okay. Um, the Bulldogs would be okay. Penrith would be okay. So, you know, Manly is – Yeah, Manly, Gold Coast, West Tigers. Newcastle would be fine. Yeah, are they? Are they? Well, they they're would, owned by the NRL, aren't they? No, no, they're in, now owned by the West Newcastle right, group, okay. which are a very, very, okay. um, very yeah, wealthy uh, group of um, of operations, clubs, operations. So, um, really interesting times that we're in, and can understand why Peter Valandis has been so dogmatic in ensuring that this competition continued sooner rather than later. The other thing too, though, back at that time, and I read this article yesterday, and, and we still shouldn't take COVID-19 lightly because no. we're coming into winter, guys. But the thing is, we were told by so-called medical experts, not the CMO, by the way, mm-hmm. or the Prime Minister, but by so-called medical experts saying, we will have 100,000 deaths in Australia. Sadly, we have 101 deaths today. Mm. And that's it. And you can understand why the competition was shut down in all major sport, can't you? Yeah, you can. Another club probably that you would have to probably throw into that circle maybe the Warriors. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, that's our hot topic, amazing new mobile SIM deals from Southern Phone. All right, now it's time to get a Queensland racing update with Chris Nelson. Race at your place, racingqueensland.com.au, Sats. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Chris. Uh, well, Eagle Farm, Sunshine Coast is my favourite track of all time then rose hill second third eagle farm but we haven't raced there in over two months how's it going to play out how's it going to look well that's the interesting uh the interesting question we don't really know because there were a couple of issues there that's why we haven't raced there for a couple of months but it looks good we had horses go over there last friday a week ago and they seem to uh, handle the uh, track quite well but we're not really going to know until we get uh, a full field of, of half ton horses run over it so I probably need to keep a close eye uh, on Saturday on those the first couple of races and see how it handles itself. But look, fingers crossed, but I can tell you, looking over the fence the other day, it looks like a bowling green. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. Now, we're all looking for those those roughies. Is there a couple of roughies you think are, are worth a few dollars each way for our listeners over this weekend? Well, it's a, it's a very tough day at Eagle Farm. So uh, I have found a couple there that I think uh, represent really good value. Uh, they are race four, number one, Magstock. Now, Magstock's trained by Kelly Schweder. Third run back from a break. Likes Eagle Farm, likes 1,800 metres. So we'll get right to the outside in the straight and run on. And he's about $15, so he's a good chance. And race five, number two, Defence Missile. Hasn't had a lot of luck at his last two starts. He draws a good gate on Saturday. And Matty Wishart, the jockey, will take three kilos off. So he's down in the weights. 
I think he can run well at around $10 also. So just a couple of dollars each way on those two at odds. Um, what, I, as I said, looks a pretty tough day. Wish I could take three kilos off and be down in the lake. <laughs> Don't we all? You're not the Chris. only one, Jay. <laughs> we'll catch you next week, mate. With the help of Sky Racing and Tab Race at your place, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Gamble responsibly. This is Off the Bench. Uh, we'll get our performances of the week next. You're listening to Off the Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hasting Steering, your advantage. We're back. This is Off the Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Who gets a mention in our Off the Bench performance of the week? All right, welcome back to Off the Bench. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Uh, I may go first today, mate, with okay. our performance of the week. The NRL players. I want to congratulate them for not breaking any COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, which has been good. Well, sure, we, we had a yet. kung no fu. No vision has come out yet. Which, well, it's not the end of the week either. <laughs> Wait till midnight Sunday night. But uh, we've, sure, we had one kung fu kick. That was from October, I think. December. Last, December, December last yep. year. And look, who hasn't done a bit of karate in December around the old Christmas tree? But I also want to uh, shout out the New South Wales government for starting to open things up. I'm yeah. hearing 20 people possibly at a pub soon. 20. 20. All 20. Some pubs would love 20 people. Mate, I've been in pubs with three. Don't worry about about that. Uh, My off-the-bench NRL performance of the week is Brandon Smith, the Melbourne Storm. (laughs) He's an absolute legend, the uh, the utility. He's a bit of a throwback to uh, other eras gone by. He's uh, he's refreshing to interview. We spoke to him during the week. And uh, he spoke about a number of things throughout the week, how happy that footy is back, how playing second fiddle to Cam Smith is fine by him, and what nickname coach Craig Bellamy has for him. Listen to this. Oh, um, yeah, I'm super excited, man. This is ha- props to um, Peter Volandi for actually sorting this all out. I know he's gone through a hell of a lot of stuff to get us on the field, and mm. at the end of the day, people, you know, people that are complaining about anything, we have him to thank for you know, bringing us back together and getting us on the paddock, and um, I can only imagine how hard his job has been lately. So I'm super excited, and um, I, I just can't wait. I've been locked up in my house for bloody... I'm lucky I didn't swear then. <laughs> for, for bloody eight weeks now, and, you know, with all these new rules that we've got to abide by, it's just the same thing. So I'm just playing Call of Duty. So I'm just itching to get out there. It's been nothing but good vibes at training, and it seems to just be an aura getting around about being back on the paddock. It's going to be so awesome, so... Um, yeah, I'm super excited. You're saying you're playing Call of Duty. So have you got the headphones on with the little mouthpiece and you're, are you playing against some of the other players at the moment? <laughs> yeah, mate, I've got the whole whole shabam, the headphones. The um, I've got my laptop next to me searching me up tips and stuff. So <laughs> I'm, I take it quite seriously at the moment. I mean, it's the only life I get to really live at the moment. So, um, yeah, I've got, I, I do give everything I um, do. Oh, everything I try to do, I try to do it my best. So... I'm not, I'm not going to change for Call of Duty. <laughs> but, yeah, I usually play with, like, Christian Walsh and all that, which is um, it's a little bit tough because they're pretty shitty. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what my, would it be? My best gets to all carrying them all the way to the victory. So, yeah. What would you prefer if you, if you had to go and do a Melbourne Storm pre-season or go back and do that two weeks in isolation that you did? You did that in the hotel room, didn't you? Came back uh, from, and how tough is host, that? Give, 
give me the Crown Casino Hotel and a PlayStation, I'll bloody choose that any day. Pre-season's that tough, eh? Oh, mate, she's she, she definitely the toughest thing I, I know I've done before, especially with the army camps and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely picking the hotel room service before I'm doing um, <laughs> any running around for Craig. So what's your role this year, Hectic Cheese? Do you um, play a lot more at hooker uh, with, with Cam now about <laughs> 40? Hectic Cheese? Do you know that's his nickname, Hectic no. Cheese? No, what's that from? That's, can you educate these guys, please, Brendan? What where hectic cheese comes uh, from? Yeah, yeah. Denim, it's my Instagram name, but uh, Denim Kemp just uh, he made it kind of famous, and it's, it's stuck on, and all the fans love it. So I'm a man that pleases the people. So I left it. I left it. And <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah. Oh, it's what? just because um, apparently I live a hectic lifestyle away from footy. So um, yeah, that's cool. So, so what about um, your role Your role in 2020 with, with Cam now approaching his 50th birthday? Will you play a lot more at hooker this year or still that real utility role in the back row? Yeah, um, well, I've been training at hooker now because Harry Grant's gone, so I'm looking forward to uh, maybe getting the opportunity at some more hooker time. And um, I think they're, they're actually looking to give it to me just because they think... Um, this new rule change could really uh, help my style of play with the six to go. So mm. um, really, really looking forward to that and good opportunity for me to um, you know, get some game and hooker. With that new rule coming in, has, has Craig and the coaching staff, Jason Rolls, have they, have they focused on, on that area at all over the last week when that change was made? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, you'd be silly not to. You'd be silly not to just because it's, it's such a... Um, big change in the game and um, yeah, we're, we're focused on it in the last couple of days and trying to figure out what's best and way to work around it and stuff like that but uh, we're usually uh, you know, getting straight into the um, straight onto rule changes and stuff like that just so, you know, we don't want to lose an edge on someone so yeah, it's been mm. pretty good. How, how, long, how many years have you been at Melbourne now for, Brandon? Uh, this is my fourth year now. Fourth year. Wow. Do, yeah, do you ever worry I, that in in 2026, you'll still be saying, I've just signed a new deal as backup hooker to Cameron Smith again. He's going around again. He's, he keeps promising nah, that he's going. But... Nah, well, that's the thing. I don't know if he's going to be um, going anytime soon anyway, but I've, <laughs> no. I've, come to, I've, come, I've come to terms with it and I'll just let the goat do his thing. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just here to, to um, do my best and, Whatever, whatever, I, whatever I can do to get on the field, and whether I can try to take Cam's position or not, it's it's not really up to me. And um, I know it seems like an impossible task, but it's it's what what I have to do. And um, I look forward to, um, you know, hopefully getting the opportunity to play there. And if not, I, if I end up elsewhere, I end up elsewhere. It's just um, the game of rugby league. I love to play it, bro. I, I absolutely yeah. love playing. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, looks like it when you're out there. And, I'm not going to complain about being on the bench as long as I get out on the field and uh, get yeah. to compete against other blokes. So I'm pretty grateful for the position I'm in and um, being able to, uh, you know, learn off Cam and and actually get into the finals and you know be a chance at winning the grand final is, is something that some players don't get and um, I'm getting that on the bench at, at Melbourne Storm at a great club. So um, I've got nothing to really complain about in um, those terms. So yeah. 
Yeah, well said. You can hear the excitement in your voice, actually, when you talk about the game. Now, just to finish off, I remember I used to hear stories about Wayne Bennett, who was quite intimidating, but players like Gordon Tallis and Alfie Langer and Wendell Saylor, they were that part of that group that are able to heckle him a little bit and make fun of him. Now, are you part of that that playing group yet that uh, can heckle your head coach? Yes, absolutely. I'm probably the lead. I'm probably the lead contender for that. <laughs> uh, closely followed by Munster, but uh, tell you what, he gives it back. That's for sure. I mean, my my name at Melbourne Storm is Fat, according to um, Bellamy. So <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't call you hectic cheese yet, eh? Hey? No, no, he doesn't call me hectic cheese. He either calls me Fat Prick or Porky. So um, I've learned to live. I've learned to live with it now. Yeah, well, he's, uh, he's got a good sense of humour. He's a great bloke, and you're, you're in safe hands there, Brandon. Uh, Brandon Smith, uh, thanks for joining us on uh, Sports Day. Pleasure to catch up with you again, mate. Nah, no worries. Thanks for having me, guys. You're listening to Off the Bench. For the best cat equipment, parts, and service, Hastings Searing, your advantage. We're back. This is Off The Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Yeah, we sure are back. And this is Off The Bench with Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Now, Off The Record is a segment that we have, thanks to Choices Flooring, Floors for Living Salon Now. What do you got for us, Sats? Now, even though we read uh, over the last 24 hours that um, six clubs could have fallen off the edge when it comes to um, financial ruined through uh, this pandemic. Expansion is still on the cards for more reports with the NRL. So off the record, I'm hearing that anywhere from November to January, November this year to January 2021, there still may be a team from Southeast Queensland that will be entered into the competition 2023, but no later than 2024. So it'll either be 2023, 2024. Geez, what, that won't that make it a tough decision then for nine? Because they're only going to hang around till 2022 at this stage. Mm. Um, they would love two games, a game every week in Brisbane, wouldn't well, they? Well, an extra team making 17 teams in the comp doesn't ask for more money from a broadcast point of view because there's not an extra game. No, but it keeps a broadcaster interested. It does, absolutely. And they've always wanted from what I believe, two games in Brisbane every, like every, every week. week again exactly. In not every second weekend. And on some weekends, you'll have a Friday night game, Broncos, Sunday game, second Brisbane Jeez, team. I look forward to those Friday night double headers of Brisbane teams. Just, <laughs> that, that be great? <laughs> That's our off the record. Choices flooring floors for living sale is on now. Enjoy big savings on carpet, uh, hard flooring, blinds and rugs. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? Yeah, badge, uh, uh, badge. sats, I should say. Mm-hmm. No, I'm used to saying badge Jesus. and sats. It's uh, Jason and sats here. Uh, mate, we're both excited about the same thing. Absolutely. The match, which is a golf challenge, which is played between Phil Mickelson and also Tiger Woods. Phil Mickelson is the current champion of that, uh, that matchup. Uh, but this year, completely different format, Jace. You and I are really excited about it. Can't wait to watch this. Because Phil Mickelson takes on a partner, Tom yep. Brady, the, probably the greatest player of all time, definitely the greatest the quarterback NFL, yep. yeah, in the NFL. And one of his greatest rivals, who couldn't beat him for years, Peyton Manning, very famous family, the Manning family in, in the NFL. Well, his father, Walter, was a champion. And his and brother, brother Eli. Eli was a... Well, Eli won two championships with uh, the Giants. And also, one of those was against... 
It was too. Tom Brady. It was too. He made a Tom Brady on Tom Brady. So Tiger Woods, he um, pairs up with Peyton Manning. It's Monday morning Australian time, 5 o'clock our time. This is Peyton Manning talking about the last time he played with Tiger. Old teammate of mine, Brandon Stokely, was with me. Remember that, Tiger? And uh, on the 18th hole, I leaned over to Stokely and asked if I could borrow a ball. I was out of balls by the time I got to 18. And he says, all, he, said, all he had was a yellow one left. I was like, I cannot play a yellow ball in front of Tiger Woods. So we're digging like in the marsh, you know, swamp to try to find it. One more ball so I could finish the hole. So funny, funny. I, actually, it's not going to be on TV here, but I'm sure you'll be able to stream it somewhere. Check with our contacts at ESPN. It's not on. 5 a.m. Monday, though. I'll try, I'll get up Monday morning and I'll <laughs> dig it up somewhere. That's uh, Jack the Dog saying goodbye. Uh, this has been Off the Bench. All thanks to our great mates at Hastings Deering for the best cat equipment parts and service. Hastings Deering, your advantage. See ya.